You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, the Knicks completed their final trip out west this season with a dominant second half performance and it went over the trailblazers 123 107 the blazers led by as much as 16 points in the first half as the knicks continue to struggle with their outside shot which has been a bit of a story for them for much of the last four or five games but the knicks got a lift from the second unit which helped them get back into the game in the first half and then the knicks just began to pull away in the third quarter scoring 42 points outscoring Portland 42 to 16 in the third quarter, which was just a complete uh, annihilation there. Um, Emmanuel quickly led the Knicks in scoring 26 points, 10 rebounds from quick. You don't usually see him. Uh, he's a good rebound guard, but you don't see him in the double digit numbers when it comes to rebounds. So 10 boards to go along with those 26 points. Julius Randle added 24. RJ Barrett added 22. But the story of this game really was the bench. Deuce McBride had his uh, best game, perhaps as a Nick, a career high 18 points. Um, Josh Hart, a near triple-double, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Isaiah Hartenside had no points, but he had 11 rebounds. Obi Toppin uh, pitched in 11 points. The the New York Knicks bench unit outscored Portland's reserves 45-12. to 12. Again, another dominant aspect of this game was the Knicks and how their bench just really flipped the game on its head. Uh, for the Trailblazers in this one, you got 38 from Damian Lillard, who – as his Nick fans were questioning whether or not he could still play, not that I think that they were. You learned last night, Damian Lillard definitely could still play. He still got it. He was phenomenal in this one, uh, but didn't get much help outside of that. Anthony Simons at 22. Cam Reddish, who made plenty of headlines, slammed the Knicks this week, saying that the reason why he got benched had nothing to do with basketball and all about politics, posted just two points and netted a t- minus 27 plus minus in this one. So, um, all good things to talk about when it comes to the Knicks win. Now, after the game, a lot of Knicks fans, I think, are waking up to something that they didn't expect to see. So uh, Mitchell Robinson, who played in this game, did not finish this game in terms of uh, the, fin- the final unit that ended the game on the court. And that's kind of been a little bit of a recurring theme now that, that it's been hard and time closing games, not Mitch Robinson. Either, either way, Mitch Robinson took to Snapchat, an uh, app that I think most people don't even remember is still active. Uh, to express frustration about his role. He said, tired as F of just being out there for cardio, fam. Like, I want to play basketball to really just uh, wasting, really, to really just wasting my time and energy. And then he later posted disappearing for a while. 
and I guess that was his way of saying he won't be on social media or at least on Snapchat much longer. And then um, he later then tweeted this morning, likes a climb, the views are great. Good night. So I, I don't know really what to make of the Mitchell Rob frustration and the tweets that he had on uh, Twitter. But Mitch, I guess, is saying that he's not happy with the fact that he's not being more involved uh, in the offense. Perhaps he feels like he should be getting uh, more uh, productive minutes. Uh, before we get to the Mitch Rob, so let's focus on the positive here to start. Um, with this bench mob, and I think that's fairly called my bench mob now. You know, I don't like to use that term unless you're really balling out. But this bench unit is becoming a bench mob with how they're performing. How were they able to turn the tide in this game? You know, it's a, it's it, that's an important point. Like we need to come up with a nickname for this bench, so maybe we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll reach out to Twitter. But they're 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 playing that well right now. Um, I actually dug. I mean, should the- they just be the Hart Foundation? I mean, like the Hart Foundation. I know people think of the tag team of like Bret Hart and Jim Nine. Right. Of course, I'm a huge right. wrestling fan. But like the Hart Foundation later in the '90s, like expands like five or six people. Like you know, like why can't they just be the Hart Foundation? Josh yeah. Hart and I already the Hart and sign leads them. Let's just like expand it uh, beyond just the tag team of I Hart and Josh Hart. And just say, hey, the whole bench mob is the, is the Heart Foundation. They say play with a lot of heart. They played with a lot of heart last night. It makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. We'll reach yeah. out to the creative folks on Nick's Twitter and, <laughs> and see what they have to say. Um, but yeah, you know, I I kind of dug into the numbers this morning. Thirteen games since Josh Hart's arrival. Nick's ten and three in those contests. New York's bench has posted a league leading net rating of plus eight point four. Only one other team in the NBA their their second unit is north of plus three point seven. Um, Knicks have outscored their opponents by eighty one points in two hundred twenty eight bench minutes. Um, and as you mentioned, the, the 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 kind of the linchpins of that bench unit, um, obviously Josh Hart since he arrived, and also Isaiah Hartenstein. NBA leaders in plus minus over the last five weeks uh, over this 13 game stretch. Isaiah Hartenstein plus 146, Josh Hart plus 144, Drew Holiday plus 121. The NBA leaders, not just on their team, not just in the Eastern Conference, not just among starters and or reserves of all NBA players dating back to the trade deadline. Isaiah Hardenstein and Josh Hart have the highest individual plus minus. Um, and obviously that, that speaks to, uh, you know, where, where the, you know, where the Knicks are, uh, how well yeah. the Knicks bench has been playing. Um, and then the guy, and then the best player off the bench, uh, you know, could, obviously could be hard. Um, but you know, the, the, the player enjoying his career game last night was Deuce McBride. Um, somebody we've called for, um, you know, for extended minutes for uh, dating back yeah. to the, the first episodes of this pod season turned around. Once the nine man rotation Tibbs shifted from the uh, veterans, the, the the Fourniers and um and, and Rose's yeah, Rose. yeah. and Cam Reddish's and went to the nine man rotation of uh, which included Deuce McBride, um, which surprised some people, but th- there's no surprise. Um, it, it shouldn't be shocking that um, that he was a key contributor, given how well they played. Um, you know, in terms of his individual net rating, it's plus 7.8. Um, that's second on the team uh, behind only Josh Hart. So among players um, that have, uh, you know, been here since the start of the season, um, uh, Deuce is, is number one in terms of uh, per 48 minutes, um, the Knicks outscoring their opponents. Um, and obviously a lot of that has to do with defense. New York allows just 104 points per 100 possessions with McBride on the floor. That's the lowest among all Nick reserves. And it's, that's one of those things where the metrics match the eye test because you just yeah. watch this kid. And even when his shot isn't falling and his shot has not been falling for the better part of this season. 
plays the passing lanes, plays with intensity, um, you know, sees the floor, does not die on screens, is great help defender, um, gets back in transition. We saw that great block on Simons last night. Yeah. Um, you know, he just does it all, you know, from a defensive standpoint. Um, and and obviously less in addition to that. We had the, uh, the him knocking down shots. You know, he, 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 you know, when you knock down four three pointers, that's kind of unlocks the the, the final aspect of McBride. Um, and uh, you know, my personal, my favorite McBride metric, dating back to the start of his rookie season. So since last year, he's played more than fifteen minutes twenty six times. The Knicks are twenty one and five in those twenty six contests. Wow. So that's a winning percentage of almost eighty one percent. And again, that's fifteen minutes. That's not human victory cigar. They put him in at the you know the last thirty seconds or the last four minutes of a right. blowout. That's 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 playing in the first half and the second half. Fifteen total minutes. Um, the kid just impacts winning. And those are the type of players um, that establish themselves as rotation players. Um, and and so we put it in full. You know, we saw it manifest itself. Um, you know, when one guy doesn't have a great night, another guy steps up. Um, obviously, Nick fans had to be nervous at the start of the first quarter that just this wasn't going to be a night. And honestly, probably they wouldn't let they wouldn't have blamed if they let go of the rope. Exhausting season, exhausting road trip. Um, you know, guys playing a ton of minutes. No Jalen Brunson. Team comes out flat, and what happens? Josh Hart and McBride and Hartenstein and Obi played well. They refused to let the Knicks lose. Knicks win an important game now at four days off to get rested, to get healthy. Um, and, you know, here they are, uh, 71 games into the season, 11 games over 500. Um, I, I didn't think we'd be here. So uh, impressive huh. to watch. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, really impressive. And talking about the play of Deuce McBride, it, to me it felt like that game just shifted on that block. Like, you know, Knicks have started to climb back in a little bit. They're down by eight at that point in the game. But when, when you know, it was such a great effort, such a dominant defensive type of play, I just think it kind of told Portland that, like, okay, you guys have had your fun. Now, like, the real game's about to start. And it started with that play. Um, and this was right. He came in the game and immediately was getting deflections, even in that first quarter, down by double digits. So I kind of knew what time he was on, at least defensively, to start the game. And he's usually playing that way defensively anyway, but he was particularly active early while the Knicks were down big. But once that block happened, I said, okay, this is going to be a different game from here on out. And um, it was another game where the rest were letting guys play. It was a, it was a physical, ragged kind of game for a lot of this. I think in some ways uh, it, that helped the Knicks because they weren't playing with much defensive intensity. So when they did pick it up, they didn't get you know buried by all these fouls. You know, they were fouling literally quite a bit. He's great at getting to the line, but – uh, the rest of the guys on the court, they let play. Little was getting superstar called. Nobody else was. So that kind of physical, tough game, I think Deuce McBride kind of really reveled in. And uh, once that play happened, he was he was confident. And the shot is looking really good. Like, it looks to me like he may be figuring it out offensively. Because, as I've said on this show a bunch, like, he goes anywhere else and plays on the basketball court. He typically shoots the ball great. Not even just good. Shoots the ball great. Great in the G League. Great in summer league. When he played at West Virginia, he was a really good shooter. Like, I evaluated Deuce McBride for the NBA draft. And one of the things 
I said was that he's a really good shooter. So like the fact that this has been like the part of his game that has uh, really kept him from being able to be a consistent player is a little surprising because like he's always been a good shooter. So Deuce shooting the ball well now. Sometimes I think one thing we kind of forget too about players is it takes some time to adjust to that three-point line. And that could be something happening too with him, like playing in an NBA game, uh, you know, a little more energy being uh, exa- exhausted in these games, uh, you get you, you know, a little more tired. And then you go back to that three-point line and, and you know, he's, he wasn't getting the results that he's now getting, you know, he's now had a couple of three, four games in a row, but he's shot the ball really well. So a uh, great game for Deuce McBride. Uh, he definitely deserves a lot of credit. Josh Hart, again, just like the effort and the, the passing and the rebounding, like, well, it's 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 so daunting. It's so like refreshing to have a team where like rebounding is just like not an issue in, like at all. Like I, I, it's rare that I look at a team a game and I, I'm concerned about the Knicks being able to get beat on the glass. Like there may be a few games over the last two three months where that's happened, but I mean the Knicks again just dominated the Portland Trailblazers on the glass offensively and defensively, and and a lot of that has to do with Josh Hart, his effort boxing guys out, just flying in there, throwing his body, uh, put his body on the line. For plays uh so um the nine rebounds eight assists to me almost were bigger than even the 16 points um and he was phenomenal and and, and just an all-around great win shot to Emmanuel quickly too i mean he continues to play extremely well i thought in some ways like him kind of getting more aggressive in the second quarter also changed the game too because it was clear that randall didn't have it to start and barry actually played okay but then he got pulled early um which normally happens that's how they do the rotations so you know, that first quarter, like, man, really wasn't looking for his shot. And Grimes and, and Randall really weren't – I don't think they were ready to play, quite frankly. So the Knicks got down big. Uh, he started looking for a shot more in the second quarter. And then in that second half, in that third quarter, he really started to get aggressive. And that's when the Knicks really saw their uh, their great returns. Yeah. I think I just part of learning to be a starting point guard in the NBA, he realizes he can't, you know, free flow and, and kind of dictate the offense as much. You know, he's used to coming in with that second unit and kind of looking and, and, and shot hunting. Um, he knows he has to get Randall involved. He knows he, Barrett wants to get some pitches, um, you know, early on, get get Grimes some looks who Grimes, you know, continues to struggle. He needs to knock down some shots. Um, but yeah. yeah, as you mentioned in the third quarter, he was like, yo, I got this, you know, let, let me, let me, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, hold will any in the third quarter he had 14 points on five field goal attempts um again you know as we mentioned doing a great job getting into the paint getting the line um six points on the free throw line um he's really figuring out um using his strength and that bulk that he added this summer um to to kind of draw fouls and and finish in and around the basket um so uh, yeah it's just uh you know how about the uh, just the fact that we didn't even really lead the show um you know when what you know had a few paragraphs in before we started talking about quickly and the fact that he had 20 yeah. you know a team by 26 points it's almost kind of expected you know it, 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 oh, that's how yeah. well that this guy has played um and and also just one turnover um yeah not, the last nine games, he's committed a total of nine turnovers in over 300 minutes. Um, you know, that's the way to that's the way to Tibbs' heart is is taking care of the basketball, um, being active defensively, and IQ brings all those things. And again, 
Uh, you mentioned rebounding, such an important component. Um, you know, you talk to NBA folks and they'll say, like, if you're looking to find out if teams are invested, if teams are playing hard, look to see if they box out, look to see if they rebound, um, because those that's kind of the dirty work um, that you don't necessarily get credit for. If you box your guy out and allows your teammate to get a rebound, um, it's yeah. really a team concept type thing. If you protect the paint and rebound well, it's a good sign, um, especially on the defensive end, that, that you're pot, you know, that you're committed. Um, to playing the right way and, and to playing with effort. So um, credit the team, credit to Tibbs for keeping the team ready. Um, and uh, yeah, just all, all those things together, um, a, a whole lot to be excited about. A few more things on this game. Um, one, I have never seen a uh, Nick narrative get obliterated in one night like the Cam Reddish is a future star that the Knicks are miss, have missed out on. Like that storyline happened in that game i mean cam reddish two points minus 27 uh the stat line uh, zero rebound uh, zero rebounds uh he did uh oh sorry one rebound um zero assists he did have two steals but he was one for six from the field uh, 0 for three from three i i to me i feel like now there will always be a segment of fans that will continue with narrative just to continue with narrative but i feel like for the i think the vast majority of fans like that narrative is just like dead at this point i mean to have like deuce and Hart have a game that dominant in a game where cam reddish was a a, a, a game worse minus 27 a game which he just um looked lost i i don't know how this can even be a thing that we talk about anymore well, no, I don't. I don't. Th I think that's a little bit misleading. I think it's all politics. That's that. That's the reason. He didn't, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't nothing. Yes. Nothing. You know, him being him, the Blazers being outscored by twenty-seven points with him on the floor actually had nothing to do with basketball. It was just. Uh, it was because uh, Tibbs doesn't yeah. like him. Yeah, and, and Leon yeah. Rose is 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 cranky. Um, yeah, no. Listen, I I think. Um, listen, any. You know, I I don't want to. You know you know, use pejorative terms, but anybody, you know, with some basketball sense realized that the acquisition of Hart and, and getting rid of Reddish was such an incredible upgrade uh, for the Knicks, uh, you know, team as a whole. And, and just the, you know, the, the way, and listen, the proofs of the pudding, um, I mentioned the numbers, how well the Knicks have played. Um, and again, it just kind of goes back to the pod when we talked on Monday um, about guys just embracing their role and, you know, and, and, and yeah. McBride, when he got benched, he didn't complain or bellyache or talk about BS or this, that, and the third or demand the trade. He, you know, he just, you know, accepted and embraced, you know, his his player is more prepared, certainly at this stage of his career, an established winner, a veteran. It gives the team a better chance to win. So I'm going to stay ready. Obviously, you don't anticipate Jalen Brunson getting hurt, but when Jalen Brunson got dinged up, um, he did, you know, and, and and stepped up. You know, the whole you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready thing. Um, and that's not, and that's the opposite of what we've seen from from Reddish. Again, Reddish is more talented than than Deuce McBride. He's you know he's you know he's a higher pedigree. He's going to argue. I think he was the top rated player in his class, right? Or him and Zion and, and yeah, RJ. Yeah, yeah, he was in top three. Yeah we're right there with each other. Um, and sometimes it's hard for guys to accept that role. So I hope Reddish, you know, he's going to get another chance. He's going to be free agent, whether it's in Portland or, or another situation. Um, hopefully he kind of, uh, you know, it uses this as a, as a growing, uh, you know, as a learning opportunity. Um, but that's some other team's issue right now. Um, the Knicks have to be very happy with the decision they've made and, and kind of the construction of this roster going forward. Yeah, I mean, look, I wish Cam well. Like, I I hope that he figures it out, whether it's in Portland or somewhere else. But 
it's just this this is it's not it's really nothing to do with him it's it's this uh in some ways i think a lot of his supporters like i've actually kind of set him up to fail because they they yeah. prop him up as this like unbelievable guy that once he plays like everybody will see and it's like you know, i know he talked about playing in new york feeling like he had to make every shot in part because of you know the fact that he could get yanked at any moment from tibbs i kind of feel like he plays with Portland or any other team. I'm like, yo, if he plays, he better do something. Cause like the way <laughs> his fans talk about him on the internet, like you think that he's next Tracy McGrady, you know? So um, I think that this was a, a big moment. I think that it, it maybe got to him. That's why he played so poorly. And I'm, I'm looking on Twitter and I'm seeing Blazer fans saying, you know, where's Shaden Sharp? Why is he playing? And I'm like, <laughs> well, he, he's not playing cause you're playing Cam Reddish. So I don't know what you want me to say. All I heard was that this was a guy that had to get minutes, and yes, he goes to another team, and now other young promising players aren't getting minutes because they got to see what they have in Cam Reddish. So um, Knicks win this one, 123-107. Any concern about the Mitchell Robinson comments? Like, you know, we've seen this from him before a lot last season, but that was almost more understandable because the team was so bad. Like, the Knicks have had a really great season. They've had a really great post uh all-star game stretch here and they ended the west coast trip on two straight wins now you have bitch going to snapchat to talk about how he's just getting cardio he's not getting involved i mean uh any concern about about him expressing his concerns there uh not yet um because as you mentioned somebody had somebody had posted a reply at snapchat he said last year um one thing i learned after every game literally running for cardio and playing help defense let's get it lol that was a a snapchat from last year um had he had he included an lol in this i you know like people probably wouldn't be making such a big deal of it um listen should he have first and foremost should the knicks involve him in the offense more absolutely they should um not just to keep him happy um and because he's been a solid contributor especially on the offensive glass on the defensive end um he's been an important part of their success um but because it helps the team win um again you have a you have a, a lob threat that can take the top off of defense um gives you more space it, 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 it makes guys help defenders more hesitant to leave you know Grimes is going to get more open looks IQ is going to get more open looks um, Barrett's going to get more open looks if the if defenders are worried about Mitch uh, uh, pick and rolling and, and then throwing lobs to him at the you know at the, at the top of the uh, at the top of the rim so the Knicks should in, involve him more offensively that being said so I understand Mitch's frustration that being mm-hmm. said completely inexcusable to express your frustration on social media uh, it's 2023 this day and age you may think uh, i'm just going to do it in a moment of frustration nobody's going to notice somebody's going to screen cap it somebody's going to post it on twitter and then it's going to go viral or you know whatever yeah. it, you know so um it, at least he deleted it he had the common sense to delete it i'm sure he's going to get yelled at by his agent i'm sure <laughs> tim's and you know and then we're going to sit down and say hey mitch let's stay off social media um Again, assuming he comes in on, you know, whenever the next practice, next open practice will be Wednesday, Thursday. I'm not sure when they're going to meet with the media. Um, he'll come out and say, listen, moment of frustration, stupidity. We're 11 games over 500. That's all I care about. I expect him to say that. Even if he doesn't feel that way, you're you're, you're a professional. You have to do what's best for the team. You're on a winning team. You're an important part of that when you're the starting center on the best t- Knicks team in, you know, uh, in a decade. So handle yourself the right way. Um, you know, if you are frustrated and frustrations, understandable, go to the coaching staff, talk to Brunson, talk to IQ and say, hey, guys, can I get a few more looks? That's, so that's the, that's kind of where I feel. I'm not overly concerned about it right now, yeah. um, assuming he handles it right going forward. Yeah, I mean, 
again, I think it'd be different as a team was losing. I think also when we think of last season, remember, he was also in a contract year. So part of yep. that also is yep. like, you know, hey, you guys are messing with my money by not giving me any touches. So, mm-hmm. like, now you've gotten paid. Your team is winning. Okay, yes, this is a game where you played 21 minutes, had two shots. Uh, I can't understand feeling like, how did I get that many uh, minutes in this game? And I didn't get any opportunities to, to score and help the team. So I get that. Just can't create a distraction for your team. That's the biggest thing is – the Knicks are playing good basketball. They've been really focused for a lot of the season. There's been, but honestly, the only distractions they had were James Dolan. Like they, they, there's really been no issues with this team regarding like anything off the court or anything. I mean, Randall had his moment in LA, but that was even in a game. It was like a distraction that happened from outside of the game. So like everybody's been on the same page. Everybody's been moving forward in one direction. So you can't be the one guy that's going in a different direction because then that kind of brings now an element to your team and the distraction to your team that is detrimental. So uh, I think Mitch at this – and that's what kind of – the only thing that I think that is is a little frustrating for me and why – I don't want to say I'm concerned, but it is noteworthy to me is that, like, I think Mitch knows that. Like, he's not dumb. Like, he knows that this is going to be a distraction. And it's like, I mean, is getting more shots, like, that important to you regardless of whether your team is winning? Like, I don't know. So I, I wasn't thrilled with this. I, I kind of hope that Mitch would have put this stuff to bed last season after we saw him kind of do this kind of stuff last season but him doing this stuff again just something to keep in mind like again i think if you're a knicks front office like you, you gotta know what you're dealing with with all your players and you learn things about your players over the course of these years and we know that mitchell robinson will go to social media if he doesn't get enough shots or whatever and you have to think about that when you're building this team moving forward Does that mean oh put him on the trade block tomorrow no but it's just something to keep in mind and uh, and hopefully he'll be smarter he'll be wiser and that we won't have to deal with Mitch Robinson doing this kind of thing, especially after a win. If they lost, I I, I almost wouldn't mind this stuff. But you, that was one of the best. That, that you know, I know we racked them up, but that was one of the best wins of the next season, uh, considering they were down 16 points and all the hoopla with Cam Reddish and Josh Hart trade, and they have that great second half. Like to have, you didn't have to waste oxygen on this, uh, not just for us, but you know, of course, the team. Now, once they get back and, and they they talk to the media, is is pointless. So uh, hopefully. Congratulate yeah. Deuce McBride on his season high. Don't worry yeah. about the Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hopefully Mitch understands. Uh, shout out to Mitch. You know, uh, it's a very important part of the team. They need to focus. Mitch want to do big things. So 